This is the Unleashed Unmarketing podcast with Gary Bembridge. In each podcast, I draw on over 25 years of experience to look at what we can learn from a new trend, marketing or advertising campaign, or anything else that caught my eye. Visit GaryBembridge.com to contact me. But now it's time to get unleashed on marketing. Hi, in this episode of Unleashed on Marketing, I want to talk about 10 things I wish I knew. And this is going to be part of a series where I'm going to try and get as many people as possible to talk about the 10 things that they wish they knew 10 years ago that would have influenced the way that they do things. And I'll eventually do my list of 10 things, which I've kind of drawn up. But what I want to do is start with the view of a guy called David Magliano. Now, David Magliano is the ex-marketing director of Go, a startup, a low-cost startup which British Airways originally established. He was the marketing director of EasyJet who bought Go and he then was the marketing director for the London Olympics 2012 bid group, the successful group that left. And he's then since, since left there. Now, I heard a talk by him at the Richmond Events Marketing Forum 2007. And the talk was very interesting, actually, because he didn't take the obvious route. And what I thought was particularly interesting was he was talking about the 10 things I wish I knew 10, kind of 10 years ago. And what he did, which I think was very insightful and, and, and very clear, is he didn't focus on trends. He didn't focus on things like the Internet. But David Maglione spoke more about the importance of the fundamentals. And, you know, he, what he was saying is, you know, even 10 years ago, he just wished he'd really understood even more the importance of fundamentals and the importance of making sure that he understood the importance and the focus on real fundamentals of business and the real fundamentals of marketing. Because his point being that if you really focus on the fundamentals, if you really understand the importance of the fundamentals and you make sure you're getting those things right, then by definition, you're probably more likely to spot and identify and act on trends or issues. And I, I really thought this was, this was very good because, you know, even in my experience, when we've looked at many of the issues we face as a business, a lot of them come around because senior marketeers or the general managers kind of who are looking after the marketing departments have tended to let their understanding of some of the basics or let their understanding of fundamentals slip. And, you know, we see that particularly in areas of copy and stuff where even the fundamentals about, you know, a very single-minded, simple brief without too many executional guidelines, some of those fundamentals, the fundamentals of what is a rating, understanding what is a rating, you know, go around and ask senior managers what is the definition of a rating and they bumble around. Now, David Magliano identified 10 things and um, these are the ones, I'm just going to comment very briefly on them. One of them was around knowing how to build a business case. His point was that, you know, it's, it's very important um, that you can build a compelling business case. It's considered, it's thought through, you've thought through the issues because that's particularly when you're looking for money and investment or asking people to allocate, you know, whether it's spending money or investment money or to do something. You know, how do you go around constructing a very compelling business case that's thought through and, and preempted many of the issues? So that was his first one. The second one, which was sort of linked to that, was the ability to then construct a persuasive argument or persuasive peasant. Uh, presentation because his view is you may have a strong business case but actually you've got to then make it a persuasive story because if you want to sell your ideas and get everyone on board you need to do that so for example he spoke about his experience when london 
was bidding for the 2012 Olympics. And his point being that what they did is they focused their presentation to the Olympic Committee on how London would and could serve the Olympic movement, while Paris, which was seen as actually the front runner, focused on why to pick Paris. And actually the former story was actually the more compelling. Both had a sound business case, both had thought through all the issues, but actually it was much more persuasive because he'd understood what would, have, would resonate and be persuasive for that audience. His third point was about making contacts. And his view was you can never know too many people. And that if you ever want to ask people for a favor, you need to have done one for them. And his point was being that, you know, networking is incredibly important. And it's probably one of the areas that um, some people do very well, some people don't. But actually his point was, you know, making lots of contacts and making sure that you, you, you're networking and building a, a group of people that you know who have skills and talents. Not, in, I guess, eventually because you want them to do favors or you want to cross-promote or whatever, recruit, whatever. So I thought that was very interesting. The next one was about dealing with staff problems quickly. And this was an interesting one because he said, you know, so often you have the wrong people in the wrong job or whatever. And actually, for, you know, people, nothing happens without people. And for too long, we often, you know, sideline people or, or you know, just face into it and deal with it quickly and, and promptly and don't sort of hope things will get better. And, you know, really understanding that, that, that key thing. His next issue was really around, he was talking you know, as a marketeer, often people get more carried away with the marketing and the branding. But what he was saying, one of the big things he'd learned, particularly with the emergence of the low-cost airlines, was the importance of the business model itself. And his point was that the underlying business model is the key to success, not the brand. The brand then adds onto the model. It's not the other way around. It's not that you have a strong brand and then look for the model. It's the underlying business model that's important. And, and you know, he used... Uh, he spoke a lot because obviously his experience was of low-cost airlines, but he spoke about you know the actual model itself was more important than the brand. So in the reality in the U.S., I guess you have Southwest, you've got Ryanair, you've got EasyJet, et cetera, et cetera. But the ones that really understood the fundamental model of running a low-priced airline were the ones who were successful versus Go, which was kind of – didn't really understand the model. I'm trying to build in too many bells and whistles. And there's many, actually, if you read the books about Ryanair or Go or any of these – EasyJet, they talk about you know low-cost airlines that didn't understand the fundamentals of the model and the ruthlessness of the model. His next point was pricing. And one of the things that he was saying is that as a marketeer, just understanding the significance and importance of pricing and how to use it. Now he gave a very uh, dramatic example where Stelios, who created the EasyJet, it was talking about how he really understood pricing. At the time, the airline pricing model was was really based on on the fact that the closer it got to departure, the more the price came down. So if you were flying British Airways or Iberia or, or American or whatever, the idea being that the closer it got, the prices went down. But actually, Stelius's view was actually, no, that's the wrong way to think about pricing because the closer to doing a trip, probably the more important it is, the more essential it is, the less, you know, you have to do the trip. So he reversed it and actually used the other way around, which was pricing more and more, you know, up close to the thing, but also very important was historically traditional airlines had used product, you know, economy versus business, business versus first, as a way of differentiating, pro differentiating price. But even with this different pricing, you know, the maximum price differential that anyone probably paid is about four times. But if you actually look at EasyJet, it's at least 10 times. So, you know, if someone's playing the equivalent of one, someone else on the plane will be 
paying the equivalent of 10. And nowadays with Ryanair, it's actually up to almost 3,000%, because you know, sometimes you'll pay 1p, 1 pound, whatever, but you may pay several hundred pounds close to the time. But it's a sense of really understanding pricing and, and how to use pricing to add to your model and to, to really drive revenue in a way that still obviously keeps the consumer on board. His next point was about managing stakeholders, the point about investing time in really making sure that everyone's with you. And it reminded me a lot of the subway example, the subway, which I spoke in another podcast, about how they had been very clear about communicating to all their stakeholders, which were the franchisees. But his point was, you know, if you take many things, obviously the, like the 2012 Olympic bid is very dramatic because you have thousands of different stakeholders with many different things. But he spoke about how they spent time to communicate to each. But his point is, even with an organization, just understanding you've got to keep everyone with you. You've got to keep the stakeholders on board. Linked to that is alignment. His point of view is, you know, he wished he understood how important it was to have a very clear goal and kind of an unmovable deadline. He said those are the two things that he wished he understood much more, was you have a very clear goal, which is kind of um, outcomes-driven, and you have almost an unmovable deadline. So he gave examples of his career where the first flight date for Go Airlines was unmovable. They had to do it. The Olympics bid presentation on a certain date. But what he said is by having a clear goal, win the bid, and we present on X date, is this galvanizes people and also helps to get rid of people themselves, get rid of irrelevant activities because everyone's galvanized around around a clear goal and also um, a deadline. And I thought that was very interesting. His next point was around meeting expectations. And his view was don't try and exceed expectations. Normal philosophy is around, you know, try and um, exceed the expectations of your consumers. His point was that as a marketeer, he wished that he thought more about setting expectations and meeting them every time, not exceeding them, not um, falling short. And, you know, again, Ryanair is a very interesting example because... You know, it's a no-frills airline. It has no extras, and it ruthlessly follows those. So, you know, if you land, uh, if a plane lands late and the passengers are stranded in the middle of nowhere, it's like, well, whatever. You paid almost nothing to get here, and it's your problem. And they never give up because they're clear about this is about no-frills, absolutely no compromising whatsoever. And they meet expectations every time because that's what they do. They get you there incredibly cheaply and safely. His last point, his 10th point, was around objectives and strategy and setting goals. And his point was too many people get confused between objectives and strategies and goals. And, and he spoke about just the importance of really understanding what is my objective, what I want to do, how am I going to do it, and how will I measure getting there. And that, you know, really spending time thinking about those three things. What is it that I want to do, how am I going to get there, and how am I going to measure it. So I thought that was very interesting. There's 10 things that David Magliano spoke about that he wishes he knew 10 years ago. And it was very interesting because it's about the fundamentals of business, you know, strong business case, selling it persuasively, making context, dealing with staff, understand that the business model is the most important thing, understand how you use pricing, make sure you, you manage your stakeholders, you create alignment, you set clear goals, and also the sense about expectations and ruthlessly sticking to them. Those were his 10 thoughts. If you have any thoughts of your own on those or your own thoughts, why don't you visit the blog at garybembridge.com and either email them to me. You can click on a link to my email from there or add your comments there. And in a future podcast on the blog, I'm going to be posting my 10 things that I wish I'd known 10 years ago. If you're a Facebook user, why not also look for the Facebook group? If you go onto Facebook and search for Unleashed on Marketing, you'll find us listed in the groups, and it'd be great if you signed up there. 
If you subscribe to the podcast, thank you very much. If you don't subscribe and you've just listened to this episode, why don't you think about subscribing? And there's more details in the closing credits. You've been listening to Unleashed on Marketing with Gary Bembridge. Why don't you join the debate and get unleashed yourself? All you need to do is visit garybembridge.com and add your comments to the debate on this week's topic. While there, why not read the Unleashed on Marketing blog and sign up for the updates? So join the debate and add your views at Unleashed on Marketing at garybembridge.com.